This week is all about habits here on the Kay and Shy Show. We're glad you've tuned in and we hope you've made it a habit of listening. Today, you're going to learn all about why that's great for your brain. Whether you've got good habits, bad habits, or maybe you're somewhere in between, this week is for you as we dive into this topic. Stay tuned. You've got them. We've got them. We've all got them. Habits. (laughs) Let's give it up for habits. (laughs) Yay, habits. Right. Well, as we've been alluding to, whether we realize it or not, we all have habits, ways of being, usual things that we do. Anything that we do four, five, six times a week is something that we could probably consider a habit, which means we have a lot of them, right? Brush our teeth, eating, right? There's a lot of processes that we have to make a habit out of because they're part of our life, but there's a lot that are maybe not as constructive and some that are. Well, I think a lot of people think about habits only in regards to behavior like toothbrushing or exercising, but there are even some types of physical and verbal habits that come into play. Uh, We see an entire generation with the habit of using like and um when they feel uncomfortable about talking, but that is a habit and it can be broken. There's also a habit set for becoming a better leader, a habit set for being a better parent, a habit set for having a better internal state. And so habits are at play on pretty much every single level, even habits of behavior and emotional response. And so we want to broaden and dimensionalize the topic of habits today and hopefully bring some new thinking forward for you. Well, as Ed Sheeran reminded us, there are plenty of bad habits <laughs> bad as well. Bad habits lead to you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> there's plenty of those and, and there's lots of famous ones as well. As we always like to do, let's get started with a definition here just so that we know that we're all working from the same place. A habit is a settled tendency or usual manner of behavior. So a usual way of behaving, a settled way that we do something. Often, I think what that really means or alludes to is that habits kind of go on autopilot. They certainly do. And and this is a very cute way of saying it, right? This is a settled behavior. It's just settled in you. Habits will punch you in the face. (laughs) Habits will punch you in the face. But there's a, a real neurological process behind habits. We build habits as human beings as ways of saving our brain time and infer and uh, giving us more power for information processing. The more things that your brain can put onto automation, the more thing that things that it can consciously take on. And so your brain is constantly looking for ways to habitualize and systematize your life because it's this amazing, beautiful supercomputer that does that. Uh, and, and it benefits you in a big way because it allows you to free up more of your thinking for conscious movement, either forward or in a direction that you want to be at. So there's a real function here uh, when it comes to habits, be they good or bad. Well, you know, when when we're kids, we are that supercomputer brain of ours gets kind of automatically programmed by our environment and our family, our peer group, our experiences. But once we get to a certain consciousness level, and certainly as you become an adult and you, and you start to live your own adult life, it becomes your responsibility to either maintain the programs that you got as a kid and in those growing up years, or to choose different ones, which means choosing often different habit structures. And that can be really hard for a lot of people. It can be a place where a lot of us get stuck or we just resign ourselves maybe sometimes to accepting that a habit is a personality trait when really it's just a settled way of behaving. (laughs) Well, in addition, 
addition to being both a settled way of behaving and an evolutionary trait, habits actually also have a whole biological component as well. Because as you create new habits in your life, your brain actually creates brand new neurosynapses, and then it reinforces those neurosynapses the more that you do that habit with a beautiful little thing called myelin. It actually wraps around the new synapses to strengthen them. And so you probably heard people before say, oh, it takes 21 days to build a habit. That's actually a misnomer. It takes 21 days for those neurosynapses to connect over the habit. And then it takes 18 months for the myelin to wrap itself around the neurosynapses to the point where you do the habit without consciously thinking about it. So this idea that it's, it is a, a settled process, <laughs> it's an evolutionary process, and it's a biological process, hopefully helps you understand just how deeply embedded habits are into who we are as human beings. Oh, that was a solid and sweet scientific <laughs> lesson from Sister Kay. Thank you for that. That was amazing. Just to be able to demonstrate that there is this literal physical component. When we hear some, you know, Tony Robbins talk about lots of us have a super highway to stressed out or to super highway to frustration. That's that habit structure, a way of behaving or responding to an environment, right? That where we've built myelin around those synapses. So when we say, okay, well, I'm going to choose patience, but we look over at patience and the synapse has to like yell across the <laughs> canyon, hey. right? And, and then at 21 days, it can build that connection. And then 18 months later, the myelin comes around it. No wonder it's, it's so easy to want to go back to using the super highway that's already built in there for us. So it can be definitely a daunting challenge. It certainly can because it is so layered on all of these different sides of things. But as we've said, habits are at play, whether you understand them or not. So one of the best things that we can do is know that habits are at work and then take charge of them. So now the question shifts from what are habits and how are they at play? And it moves into what the heck can I actually do about creating better habits that benefit my life? That's what I love about habits. It's that do power. When we hear something, a, a motivational quote, like your success is determined by your daily agenda, right? Well, what's behind that means how you build your habits in your life. And so habits are that do power, that action, that, well, so what do I do then on the daily? And what are the habits of others who have achieved what I want to achieve or who are like the kind of person I want to become? Because it's not always about achieving, right? Someone who's beautifully passionate about giving or heart-centered or patient and kind. Those are beautiful attributes that we should all try to make more habits in our life. So whether we're going for success and monetary and achievements and accolades or some some of those more beautiful human tendencies, habits are the things that can help us get there. And that means that we take something like what do we do daily and really examine it, put it on that operation dissection table so we can figure out exactly what habits are at play and which ones we want to change. Well, the fact that the actions are already taking place for you lets you know that, hey, you can do it. So now let's get intentional and make some change. There's lots of ways that uh, different folks have brought forward modalities of how to create new habit structures. But one of our favorite actually comes from a book that our mom, hi, mom, we love you, read to us as children. And this is uh, The Power.
Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg. And this is such a good uh, book, but in it, he really talks about this idea of cue, craving, response, reward. And this was best demonstrated in a scientific study of cats. Uh, they would put food in front of cats and ring a bell every single time uh, they, they brought the food out and they would see the drool start from the cats and they would get really into it. And then finally, they got to a point where all they had to do was ring the bell in order to get the response from the cats. And they had now this habit structure of reacting to the bell as if it was the food because they had reinforced it in their brains enough times. Right. And we're just like those cats and those dogs. We are also animals and mammals as well, which means that we have the same built-in response, right? And, and it goes like this, that cue or trigger, that's that signal, that's that environment, that's that location, right? Maybe it, it, a habit of alcohol, well, that once you get to the bar or you get to Friday night, these are these cues to your body that then trigger the craving, which is that motivational force behind, behind any habit. It's not about the habit itself. It's about desiring the change that the habit is going to create for us, which then moves us into that response, that do part, that action, actually taking part in whatever it is, that behavior, and then the reward, which is obviously the goal of every habit, right? And most of the time, it's that dopamine rush, that cocktail of great endorphins and chemicals and hormones in our body that says, ooh, that feels good. Whenever we get to go see that cue again, let's have the same response so that we can get the same reward. And boom, we're building our myelin right then and there. All right. So a quick behind the scenes sister moment, like it's totally dogs it's in dogs. that. It's totally dogs. It's dogs. So we're just, you know what? I'm just going to, it's I, dogs. I going to call you out. On the belt. No, I'm no, calling me out now. Out. It's definitely dogs. The cats had a whole like in a box, press a button, yeah, yeah, the yeah. box thing. So he did it with cats too. But, uh, you know, for the sake of accuracy and with our family here, we're going to bring them the best. Shall <laughs> <laughs> it was dogs with the bell and the food. And okay, here we go. So cue, craving, response, reward. We are gonna go deeper into this in the second half of today's episode and what exactly it means for the habits that are at play in your life. Do you find yourself losing control of your scroll on social media? If you do, then you want to stay tuned to join the Simply Social Club with Kay and I. We've got an awesome challenge for you where you have the opportunity to detox from social media for 48 hours, seven days, 14, or even 31 days right along Shyla and I. So go to kandshy.com slash simply social and find out a little bit more. And hopefully you'll take a pledge alongside us. We'll see you in 2023. See you in the club. One of our proudest business accomplishments is what we've been able to do with Squeeze In Franchising. The Squeeze In is a breakfast lunch restaurant featuring the best omelets on the planet, and it's been around for almost 50 years. And now you can have a Squeeze In in your community. We've seen how this business transformed our families, and now we are so excited to offer this to families around the country to see how this little restaurant might change their family and their community. If you're wondering how to set up your adult children for legacy and success through a small business, then the Squeeze In is an option we urge you to consider. Come find out more about Squeeze In franchising at squeezein.com. You're enjoying this episode on Angel Phoenix Productions Podcast Network. To explore a complete lineup of quality programs and media production services, head on over to angelphoenix.com or like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash angel phoenix productions.
so glad we have such a forgiving and loving, sincere family, Shai, that allows me to make a mistake on Pavlov's dog. Well, you took a little creative license. You, you combined <laughs> two legitimate studies. I think we can all allow you that Schrodinger's space. cat. Pavlov's dogs. dogs. Here we are. Well, we're glad that you're back with us as we talk about habits. And we've probably referenced this book before on the podcast, but obviously we can't talk about habits without talking about the amazing book, Atomic Habits by James Clear. It was a book that was revolutionary for both of us. And then both of us have given it a second listen in the last year and been like, oh my gosh, it hits different from where you are. And it has been so good. So just Shout out for that book. Listen to it. Read it. You will love it. You will gain so much from it. Yeah, we'll actually talk about some of the actionables that come from that book uh, to help you in building new habits as we go along. But I want to just revisit this uh, this loop again, this habit loop. We've got this cue or trigger that, that now gives us a craving. Now we have a craving for this. Now we have a response that comes forward, an action that we take, and a reward. Now, this could be something as simple as you getting to to the end of the day and your teeth start feeling fuzzy, right? You get that kind of fuzzy feeling on your teeth and they feel yucky and gummy and you uh, you crave the feeling of having a fresh mouth and having that minty aftertaste and that cool burn that comes with the toothpaste. So your response is to go and brush your teeth and get your mouth feeling good. And at the end, you get that sweet, sweet oxytocin drip from A, achieving something and B, uh, the uh, feeling in your mouth and the cleanliness allows you to now participate in that positive chemical soup. So there's how it works, right? We get that, we feel the trigger, we see the cue, we have the craving, we respond, we get the reward. So in order to break a habit, we have to be aware of what's happening at each one of those four steps so that we can bring conscious change to each of those areas and at least be armed as we get into a cue or trigger environment that we know what is coming literally physically in our brains and be able to anticipate it so that it doesn't have to to rule us because it's going to be uncomfortable to make any kind of habit change. Now, over time, those old super highways will, the myelin around them does unravel and the neuropathways break <laughs> off as the new ones form, but it does take time. Like Shyla says, you're able to arm yourself, but there are, there is a way out of this endless habit loop that, that really structures and influences your life. Now, in order to break a habit loop, what they bring forward for us to do is to first identify the routine or behavior that you are seeking to break. Then change your routine for a different reward. And so we're, what we're doing is we're saying, okay, if you are wanting to change the bad habit of snacking every single night, you get the cue of 10 p.m., the kids are at bed, and I sat down on the couch. That's the cue that triggers the craving for you to go grab the bag of chips out of the pantry. Now, this is what you've identified. So ahead of time, you're going to plan, I want to have something new in place of going and grabbing those chips. Now, maybe that's running upstairs and brushing your teeth. Maybe that's the moment that you get to brush your teeth and then get that particular reward. Finding some other habit to then come in and replace that so that when you get the craving, you have an escape hatch, right? Your, your best bet is to try and even change your cues and triggers when possible. Even if you know it's 10 p.m., then maybe at 9.30, it's time to go get in bed, even if then you play your handheld your handheld console 
in your bed for a little while before you go to bed, not being on the couch and close to the pantry will help that habit change by removing all of the cues and triggers and being able to get around that. Another way is to identify something else that you can reward yourself with, right? So maybe you say, I'm going to say no to chips, but I love a hot shower at night. I'm going to take that hot shower and indulge in it at 10 p.m. because it's going to feel good and it's going to get me out of all of the cues and triggers. What's a different reward that you could give yourself? A certain game, maybe a funny video, right? Uh, Sometimes for me, I'm a a very olfactory person. Like the smell of cinnamon or the smell of vanilla is enough to give me the dopamine dump in my brain and feel that satisfied feeling. So is there something else you can reward yourself with that can help you steer away from the bad habit? I'm glad that you brought up the finding your way around the particular cue, right? If if this is you always go out and, and, you know, drink with your friends on Friday nights, then try just not going out or maybe going to a park uh, if that's going to be a, something, a more conducive environment, right? Sometimes it's difficult to necessarily change yourself when you're in that same exact environment. Sometimes you have to give yourself the opportunity of something brand new in order to create. You've heard us talk about it here on the Kanshai show before, but that's Gatoma, that blank spot in your brain so that you can fill it with something brand new. Mm, I love that. And I love being able to talk about habits in this way, right? If, if you can't resist the chips, don't buy the chips. <laughs> Easiest way is to not have them in the pantry, although that can also be a habit uh, structure and loop that right. can be hard. You're at the grocery of. store. You see aisle 14 coming. The excitement starts to build in your belly. The internal battle begins. You lost it last week, so it's easier to lose it again this week, right? So the habit of eating the chips on the couch, man, that started way before the <laughs> chips even got in the pantry. Now, even when you're ordering too, you're like scrolling by your past weeks, like, no, no, no. Oh my gosh. Well, um, also find, uh, being able to identify then what are some of those other ways and things that you, so, or I'm sorry, moving away from what it is that you don't want and what it is that you do right and want, it will help you also, because when you open up that scotoma, your brain's going to immediately try to grab something to fill that space. So be ready to fill the space and fill it hopefully with something that's more constructive for you. Now, none of this, I would bet is new information to any of you. I would certainly bet that you've all heard this, you know this, just like we do. But just like you, we know that by talking about it, by examining it, by bringing it forward, that we are all doing that internal lesson again, that check. What habits do I want to bring forward? What habits do you celebrate? Like there's a lot of us who have a good exercise habit. And if that's you, don't overlook that and be hard on yourself. Pat yourself on the back, celebrate your good habits. In fact, that's some secret sauce to getting even better at building building good habits fast. You know, what's a habit shy I've worked on for a long time and found myself not celebrating over the weekend is the habit of doing laundry in a timely manner and not necessarily letting it pile up. Now, I still struggle a little bit with this, sometimes getting to two to three basket loads to fold at a time. But when I was younger, it would literally be like the whole bed or the whole chair or the entire closet before I would then get into putting them away and getting them back. So the habit's a lot better than it used to be. But this weekend, I had like this Herculean effort. I did not physically feel very well on Sunday, but I still got the three loads of laundry that needed to be done, done. And when I was finally finished with the laundry, I just plopped on the bed. 
I was so exhausted. I physically didn't feel good. It took me like two hours to get it all done just because I was slow from my state. And, and I just flopped. And I had this moment of realization that I physician healed myself. I had an opportunity to practice what we preach and to bring some celebration into that moment. And so I was super tired and I didn't feel well, but I sat myself up on the bed and I just raised my hand. I turned it around. I patted myself on the back and I said, good job. Yes, good job. And I did a little cheer for myself in the bed and then I laid down and I felt very good. But uh, it was interesting to see how easy the habit of not reinforcing your good habits can be. Well, and what that, that building the habit of reinforcing good habits is what you just demonstrated is neuroencoding at its finest. And it's what we get to do with Dr. Joseph McClendon III over at the Neuroencoding Institute is teach others uh, this methodology so that they can go help uh, clients and schools and organizations and, and governments and boards and nonprofits bring more of this kind of behavior change and habit change into their lives and, and businesses and such. And so it's, it's exciting, but it is, it's still hard to build that habit, even being this close to the fire of knowing the neuroscience behind how this works. It's a process. You're a human inside. The internal battle is real. And, and, and again, bringing forward that like we're always learning and we want to bring those learnings for you. And I love that story about the laundry can. And I've noticed both of us trying to even key hold each other accountable to celebrating like, whoa, 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 you handled that emotional storm way better than last time. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's celebrate that. And let's feel good about our progress because progress Progress equals happiness. And so when we celebrate the progress, we make the habit of making more progress. And I think in the end, that's what we all want. Oh, I love that. Progress is a process and there's no way around it. You've got to go through. So understanding that these things take time, give yourself grace and celebrate your wins where you get them, because this journey is certainly a marathon, not a sprint. Now in the mini-sodes for this week, we're going to talk more about how you can build good habits. You're going to hear some personal stories and and more. And this is coming at you as always with so much love from your sisters, Kay and Shai. This podcast was a production of Angel Phoenix Productions. Explore more episodes of this show or other great shows on the Angel Phoenix Podcast Network by visiting angelphoenix.com. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of Angel Phoenix Productions or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners.